Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Business Handout Podcast. I hope you like it. I hope it changes your perspective towards how you can grow your business. Enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Business Handout Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be leveraging on the knowledge of David Zuckerberg, where he'll be discussing the importance of researching taxes in business. David Zuckerberg is a thought leader and entrepreneur who is passionate about creating business solutions to social problems. He's the CEO of Enterprise Hill, one of Nigeria's foremost provider of accounting, tax and businesses development services to MSNEs. Davis works passionately to help entrepreneurs build profitable and sustainable businesses by helping them identify the right business model, build strong business structures, set up accounting systems, and develop effective growth strategies. Davis holds a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting from Oshun State University and has acquired diverse trainings and certifications from organizations such as the British Council, the Commonwealth, Hewlett Packard, University of Michigan, and Yali, to name a few. He is a certified Sage One advisor and a member of the Institute of Strategic Management of Nigeria. Davis is also passionate about developing the quality of African's human capital as a means towards the actualization of a developed and economically viable Africa. As such, he advances ideas, initiates action, and facilitates training programs for organizations such as the British Council, Competence Africa, and Utiva, to name a few. Davis also facilitates workshops on accounting software, cloud accounting, financial management, business customer relationship management, and enterprise development. He's also the season two winner of the next item, Nigeria's foremost entrepreneurial reality TV show. Davis Okowo is a nation builder and is committed to building a more desirable Nigeria and economically viable Africa through entrepreneurship, leadership, and knowledge sharing. Without further ado, I present to you Davis Okowo. Hello, Davis. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you, Kingsley. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. So um, we as entrepreneurs um, some of the um, mistakes we make sometimes especially as startups is not researching taxes properly um, before going into business which um, when the um, the department responsible in that sense in the economy um, decides uh, I won't say decide but um, when, when when it hits us hard and, and you know um, when it's time to start when the consequences show up let me use that word when the consequences show up sometimes it's um it might even um make um a businessman to go out of business so we would like to hear from you today the right steps to take and the right things to do in order for us not to fall into traps like that sir it would be very important the critical part of business that every single entrepreneur must take note of and uh I'll be glad to share. Okay, thank you very much. All right, so you're okay, listening, sir. Yeah. All right, uh, once again, um, good. Uh, hello to everyone listening to this, whatever time it is you're listening to this. And uh, thanks a lot, Kingsley, for having me on here. 
Now, uh, on the conversation around taxes, it's an important conversation to have because the concept of taxes can make or mar your business. Think about it this way. Uh, there used to be an old saying that there are two things that are certain in life. Number one is death and number two is taxes. Tax is a necessary good or a necessary evil dependent on the perspective we're looking at it from. But if you, number one, are a patriotic citizen, you would recognize the fact that it is only nice and normal that you pay taxes. If you are self-centered, yes, I am actually calling you self-centered. <laughs> if you are self-centered and, you know, uh, you're not patriotic, I, you would see tax as a bad thing. However, um, it is important for us all to understand that if in your household, right, in your house that you live, you guys have to pay somebody to clean the environment, the common area, and you guys have to contribute money together to pay the security man, then that same thinking is what tax is all about. The government, you know, does a lot of services to us, what we know as, know as common goods, right? The roads, cleaning of the roads, you know, fixing infrastructure and all of those things. And it is only fair that every single person who does business within this jurisdiction called Nigeria, you know, contributes a bit of what they make to taxes. So first and foremost, before we even go into any technical detail, I want to tell you, right, as an entrepreneur, that it is the right thing to pay taxes. You shouldn't be looking at ways by which you can, you know, completely avoid taxes and, you know, not pay, right? It is just not right. In fact, it is morally not right. Um, so, having gotten that out of the way, and uh, maybe I've had an effect on you, and, and right now you're feeling, uh, well, okay, I'm going to pay taxes, so where do I begin from, you know? Uh, I'm going to run you through the process. Uh, so, generally speaking, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through, you know, what the tax process is in Nigeria on a high level for every entrepreneur so that you can understand what is required of you. And then I'm just going to share maybe one or two tips that you can use to ensure that you make the tax payment process really easy for you. Okay, so on taxes... In Nigeria, right, uh, depending on what state you live in, there are two agencies that are primarily responsible for tax collection. So there is the Federal Inland Revenue Service, the FIRS, which is like the federal government's body that collects taxes. And there is, depending on the states that you're in, I'm in Lagos, right? So in Lagos, we have the Lagos Internal Revenue Service. Uh, in Ogun State, they have Ogun Internal Revenue Service. So it's like that in every other state. They have their internal revenue services in every state. Now, the FIRS, uh, which is the federal body, has certain taxes that they collect. And the LIRS have certain taxes that they collect. However, the tax that you pay to these agencies is largely dependent on the way and manner of, no, no, way and manner is not the word. The word is the type of your registration, right, of your company registration. 
So you know your company is either registered as a business name or limited liability company. Those are the popular ones. There are a few other ones, but we're not going to delve into that. Right. So if you're registered as a business name, there are some taxes that a limited liability would pay that you're not going to pay, and I'm going to explain the reasoning behind it. So let me start first with a limited liability company. So if you have a limited liability company, what that means is that your company has a different life, a life that is completely different from you as an entrepreneur. Now, what that means is you are a person, right? And your company is a person. So the same way you are liable to pay tax as an individual, your company is meant to pay its own taxes as well. So as far as the Federal Inland Revenue Service is concerned, there are three major taxes you have to worry about. Now, depending on industry, there might be a few others. For instance, if you're in the, if you're in the petroleum industry or the oil and gas industry, some other things might apply to you. But generally speaking, you know, there are three major things you should worry about. On the FIRS level, that's the federal government level, there is the company income tax, there is the value added tax, and then there is the withholding tax. You see, these three taxes, the company income tax, the value added tax, and the withholding taxes, they are the ones that are administered by the federal government. Now, there are still some that are administered by the state government, and I'm just going to explain that, but let's just take it a step at a time. So, do I limit a liability company? First, you have to pay taxes to the FIRS. Now, the FIRS will charge you three different types of taxes, and I'm going to explain those three. So, the first is the value-added tax. Now, the value-added tax is not necessarily a tax on the company. It is a tax on the consumers of the product that your company creates or the service that your company renders. So, it is simply a tax that the government puts on consumption, right, so that they can generate some form of money as people are spending money. So, for instance, assume that you make and sell bracelets. It is required by law that you charge value-added tax to your customers, but what that means is that aside from what your customers will pay you for your bracelets that you have made, they are supposed to pay an additional tax, which is the value-added tax, as part of that money, then you as the company are supposed to collect that money on behalf of the government and then remit it to the government. So I, I, I'll use some numbers. Now the value added tax rate in Nigeria is 5%. It has been 5% for a while. There's been the conversations lately that they want to increase it, but we are praying that they don't because it's just not going to be nice. Um, but it's 5% as of today. Now, so assume you produced a bracelet for five pounds. You produced it for say like 3,000 Naira and you're selling it for like 5,000 Naira. You know, your sales price is 5,000 Naira. The VAT rate is 5%. So what it means is that you will charge your customers 5,000 Naira plus 5% of 5,000 Naira. So 5% of 5,000 Naira is 250 Naira. So it means that when you're writing an invoice for your client or when you're asking them to pay you, you're going to be writing them an invoice for 5,250 Naira. So what then happens is you keep your 5,000 to yourself, that's your business money. That 250 Naira that is the VAT element, you keep it aside. 
and you keep collecting it from every single customer that buys from you. Now, at the end of the month, you are supposed to total the, the entirety of that value added taxes that you have collected from all your customers and then go and pay that sum to the government as your monthly value added tax remittance. So essentially, VAT is not your company paying tax as a limited liability company. It is you, it is your customers, I beg your pardon, your customers paying taxes to the government through your company. Now, this is where it gets tricky. When you as a company fail in your legal obligation to charge customers VAT and you fail to collect that money from them, the government will hold you accountable, meaning that you will be forced to pay it from your own pocket. So that is why it is very important for businesses, limited liability of business, this value added tax applies to both. It's important for you to take the issue of value added tax serious. I'm going to tell you one more reason why I should take it serious. You see, of all of the other taxes that I'm going to mention, right, I'm going to talk about today, value added tax is the one that has the biggest potential to put you in trouble. Let me give you an example of what that means. So if you fail to remit, now the deadline for remitting the value added tax is on or before the 21st of the following month. So what that means is right now we're in the month of June. If the month of June finishes, you are expected to file your value added tax returns to the FIRS before 21st of July. When July finishes, you're supposed to file before 21st of August. So that's how it works. However, if you fail to file, you know, your tax returns, there is a penalty. And the way the penalty works is quite interesting, right? And I'll give you an example just using a couple of months. So let's assume January, February, March, three months. And let's assume that you failed to file your taxes in January, you failed to file in February, you failed to file in March. For the, for the basis of, for the purpose of clarity, the tax you're supposed to file in January is the tax, the VAT you have collected in December. I hope we all understand that. From what I explained earlier, you are supposed to pay on the on or before the 21st of the following month. So the tax you are required to file in January of any given year is whatever you collected in December the previous year. The one you're supposed to file in February is what you collected in January. The one you're supposed to file in March is what you collected in February. Now, let's assume that January, February, March, you didn't file taxes. So this is how the penalties work. If you fail to file in January, in January right, and... Um, so you're supposed to file, okay, so we're starting January from December, right? So the tax for December that you're supposed to file in January, if you fail to file it, there is a 5,000 Naira fine. And in February, you, in, in February, you fail to file for January, there's another 5,000 Naira fine. In March, you fail to file for February, there is another 5,000 Naira fine. That makes 15,000. Now, you might be thinking that that is small money. However, that is not everything. It's not actually 15,000. What it is, is because this now is 1st of April, and the one for December that you're supposed to file in January, you've not filed it. So, for January, you have incurred 5,000. February, you have incurred 5,000. And March, you have incurred 5,000. Still on that money for December. So, for the December one that you refuse to file in January, you are owing 15K. 
So now for the January one that you're supposed to file in February and you didn't file. So in February, there's a 5,000 fine for that February one. And then in March, there's a 5,000 fine. So for the February filing that you missed, there is a 10,000 error fine added to the 15,000 one for the January you missed, that's for the 5,000. And for the March one that you missed, because the day's 1st of April, or the moment 21st of March, you know, elapses, there's another 5,000 error. So if you fail to file January, February, March, you have not incurred 15,000, you have incurred 30,000. 15,000 for one, one for the first month, 10,000 for the second, 5,000 for the third. And give you a challenge, you know, do a calculation of what that fine would, using this format I gave you, do a calculation of what it would be in one year if you fail to file in one year. That's the, how deep, you know, it can get. And FIRS will still charge you interest on the monies you were supposed to pay and didn't pay. So it can put you in a lot of trouble. That's the reason why I'm taking this level of detail. In fact, I'm not going to go into all of this detail while explaining all the others because this, for me, is the one... I've been in practice for over four years, right? This is the one that puts a lot of people in the most trouble. This is the biggest problem you can have, value-added tax. And guess what? There's a monthly commitment. So you have to file it every month. So that creates another level of complexity. For one month you don't file, you've missed the deadline, you could get fined. So that's for value added tax. And so that I don't repeat this explanation, this is valid for both limited liability companies and business names. And business names. So, yes. So for for limited liability companies, that I highlighted three taxes. So this is value added tax. Now company income tax. Company income tax is actually a tax on your company. It is the tax on the profit of the company. So what the government is saying is we are giving you an environment to do business. You have done business and you have made money. Share part of that money with us. According to the Nigerian law, you are required to pay 30% of your profits as taxes to the government, as your company income tax. It's 30%. Uh, there's another 2% educational education tax. So by the time you do all of the workings, it always follows somewhere around 32% of your income. That is what you're supposed to pay, you know, as your company income tax. Now, the way that works is at the end of your financial year. Now, for a lot of people, the financial year is January to December. But, you know, uh, in some instances, other companies might choose to, you can choose it, choose to make it any any time period. So, for instance, it could be from 1st of July to 30th of June. It could be 1st of September to 30th of August, whatever you choose. But typically, a lot of people use January to December. So, the way company income tax works is, at the end of your financial year, let's assume that it's December 31st, and a new year is beginning, you are expected to do, to prepare your financial report. Now, after you prepare your financial report, you are expected to get it audited. That is what the law requires. An independent auditor is supposed to audit your books to ensure that it is accurate and that you have reported the true and fair value of what happened over the past year. Now, once the auditor's job is done and that fig those figures are verified, then 30% of whatever profit you declare and 2% of whatever you know that profit is will go to company income tax and education tax. So, that is a once-in-a-year filing that you do. Now, you have to do that on or before the 30th of June of the following year, if your year end is 31st of December. So, assume now for the financial year of 2018 that ended in 31st December 2018, you are supposed to file your company income tax 
on or before 30th of June 2019. So that's how it works. However, if your financial year is not December, you need you must file your company income tax. We call it annual returns. You must file your annual returns on or before six months after the end of your financial year year, which you know is pretty much the same thing like what I explained earlier. So the first one I explained was value added tax. It's not your tax, it's a tax on your customers. The second one is company income tax, that is the actual tax on you. The third one, which is withholding tax, is actually not a tax in itself. It is only an advance payment of your company income tax. The withholding tax is only an advance payment of your company income tax. So here's how it works. So if you go online and you Google withholding tax table in Nigeria, just put that in Google, you'll find a table that shows the different services that withholding tax applied to and the rates. So uh, for instance, when you pay rent, you're supposed to withhold tax. When you engage professional services like, uh, um, say, uh, consultants, you're supposed to withhold tax. Uh, or even in some instances where you deal with certain certain um, type of vendors, you're supposed to withhold taxes. Anyway, now what that means, uh, I'm going to use a practical example so that you know people don't get, so that you don't you know mix it all up. So assume that the name of my company is ABC, right? Now, as a company, ABC, I hired an HR professional to come and train my team on peak performance, right? Um, so let's call this HR professional, Mr. HR. So company ABC hires Mr. HR to do peak performance for the employees of ABC. Now, Mr. HR is charging us 1 million Naira for that service, right? And the withholding tax that, is suppo that I'm supposed to charge Mr. HR is 10% of his service according to the withholding tax table right i'm using this as an example so what happens is as when mr hr gives me his invoice for one million i'm supposed to pay him one million right but based on the withholding tax you know um law i'm supposed to withhold 10 percent of mr hr's money and pay it to the government on behalf of mr hr now, withholding tax is designed as a strategy to get the people that are not in the tax net into the tax net. So, for instance, when Mr. HR gives me his bill for one million, I am actually going to acknowledge that one million, but I'm only going to pay him nine hundred thousand. I will withhold ten percent of his money, and then I will request for his tax number, his tax identification number, and then I will go and pay that, you know, hundred thousand that I've withheld from him as withholding tax for his company, Mr. HR, right? And the government will see, and the, the government will see that we, company ABC, are the ones that have come to make that remittance. So that withholding tax thing is not really about, you know, the government charging you another tax. No, it's just an advance payment. And here's how it's an advance payment. Now, I've remitted 100,000 on behalf of Mr. HR. At the financial year end of Mr. HR, and when Mr. HR calculates his profit, let's assume that you know his tax for the year, his company income tax, was you know five hundred thousand naira that he's supposed to pay to the government. What then happens is 
Mr. HR then presents his withholding tax credit notes that company ABC withheld 100,000 from me. Here is the evidence. And then the government will say, oh, you see this, you are supposed to pay us 500, but apparently you have paid 100,000 ahead. So now you are only paying 400. That is how it works. So now as company ABC, if another company, right, let's say Julius Berger, right, hires us, company ABC, and we give Julius Berger, you know, an inverse of 10 million naira. Julius Berger too will withhold taxes from our money. They'll pay us 9 million, withhold 1 million, and go and pay 1 million on our behalf. And if at the end of the year, our, prof, our taxes that we're supposed to pay is 1.2 million, we'll just present our withholding tax credit note and the government will say, okay, so you paid 1 million in advance, pay the remaining 200,000. In fact, if our actual profit at the end of the year is say 500,000 and we have paid 1 million in advance, the government would owe us money, actually. So that is the way withholding taxes work. So, withholding taxes is not really a tax. It's just an advance payment of your company income tax. It doesn't apply to VAT. It's just advance payment of your company income tax. VAT is not a tax on your company. It's a tax on your customers. If you don't collect it, that is failure to comply. That is when your company has to pay for it. So, the only tax that you then pay as a company, a limited liability company, is your company income tax. Now, that is it for the federal level. Now, when you now come to the state level, the state level, the taxes that are generally administered is called personal income tax. Now, the idea of personal income tax is for the state that you are resident in, you are supposed to contribute some form of tax to that state. So, I am Davis. I live in Lagos State. Now, I work at Enterprise Hill. Enterprise Hill pays me a salary. From the salary that Enterprise Hill pays me, I'm supposed to pay my own personal income tax. So, how does this apply, right? Personal income tax can be viewed in two ways. You are either viewing it from the perspective of a business owner or an entrepreneur living in the state, or somebody who is an employee living in the state. If you are a business owner, your personal income tax will be assessed on what we call the uh, self-assessment regime if you are an employee it will be administered under what we know as payee a lot of people see payee on their pay slips it's called it's pay as you earn now back to my illustration of my my company being company abc we are a limited liability company we've settled withholding we've settled vat we've settled company income tax there is a requirement of law on us as well that for all the employees that we have especially the moment we have more than five employees, we are mandated by law to withhold, to take out the taxes of our employees before we pay it to them. So assume that, you know, uh, we're paying an employee 100,000 as a salary. And let's assume that all of his tax, after because it's a lengthy computation, after the computation of his pay, let's assume that his, his pay is 13,000. The law requires that we, as the company ABC, holds that 13,000 
and we are not paying him a hundred thousand, which is his full salary. We are only going to pay him eighty-seven thousand, and we keep thirteen thousand. Now, by the time we take thirteen thousand from this employee and all of the other tax elements of other employees, but they're supposed to aggregate that and make it as a monthly payee remittance to the state tax body, not FIR resistant. But in the case of Lagos, you pay it to LIRS. Depending on the state that you are, figure out what that internal revenue service of that state is, and that is who you will pay your employees' taxes at. Okay. It's simply how this works, right? So if you are a limited liability company, you have to withhold tax or understand the concept of withholding tax so that when taxes withheld from you, you can follow up. You have to charge your customers VAT, you have to pay your company income tax, and you have to do payee for your employees. Okay. Now, payee must be remitted. You know, VAT must be remitted on or before the 21st of the following month. Payee must be remitted on or before the 10th of the following month to the state government. So that's how it works for a limited liability company. Those are the key taxes you need to worry about. Now, if you are a business name, VAT still applies the way it is. Then, withholding taxes applies. However, there's a slight tweak. If you are a business name, the concept is, you know, in a limited liability company, the company is different from the owner. But if you are a business name, the business is seen as an extension of the owner. So it's not separate. It is seen that this individual, Mr. Davis, is operating a business under this name. That's what it means. So there is no separation between the business and the person. What that then means is that whatever income the business makes, is the is, I take that again. Whatever income the business makes is deemed to be the personal income of the company. So what that means is if withholding tax is if tax is withheld from company ABC and we are a business thing, whoever is withholding that tax is not paying it to FIRS. They are paying it to LIRS. So if you are a company and you are limited liability and they withhold tax from you, they are supposed to remit that tax to FIRS. If you are a business name and somebody withholds, withholds tax from you, they are supposed to remit it to the state government's state internal tax. revenue service. Exactly. So that is how that works for withholding tax. That's a little tweak. So you pay VAT as a business name, you pay withholding tax as a business name, you will pay payee for your employees as a business name. However, there is no company income tax as a business name. And here's the reason why. Because your company is not a separate entity. So what happens is the profit of the company is viewed by the law as being the personal income of the owner of the company. So what then happens is that the owner is then charged taxes based on the self-assessment regime for that based on the self-assessment regime for that state that i talked about earlier so that is the way that works so as opposed to paying company income tax you're paying the tax through the pocket of the of the owner of the business so the money is deemed as the income of the owner of the business and then that income is then taxed 
by the state government. So that essentially sums up what the, the, the knowledge and the information about taxes that every entrepreneur should be worried about. If you're registered as a business state, you worry about your self-assessment. Now, your self-assessment, that return must be filed on or before the 31st of the end of your final. So if your financial year ends in December, you must file on or before 31st of the follow of March the following year. So essentially three months after your year ends, that's when you must do your self-assessment. You must do your payee for your employees as a business state. You must file it on or before the 10th of the following month. You must do that every month. Then you must file, you must charge your customers VAT and remit to the government. And what, what happens in that instance? The VAT remains for the federal government. So I just want to make that clear. You charge your VAT, you remit it on or before the 21st. However, if you are a limited liability company, what you're worried about is withholding taxes. What you're worried about is your VAT. What you're worried about is your company income tax. Now, uh, that really sums up this conversation about taxes in Nigeria. So, uh, the question in your mind as an entrepreneur right now is, the question in your mind as an entrepreneur right now is, how do I, you know, ensure that I am able to keep up with this? Because, I mean, as it is already, it's, it's a difficult task try to generate sales and make profit, especially in this tough Nigerian environment. Here is what I would advise. Number one, ensure that you stick to the law. If you are charging customers, charge them VAT. Now, one of the biggest objections that I hear often is, well, when customers see VAT, they will say they are not paying and you don't want to lose your customer because they, they don't want to pay 5% you know, thing. If that is a problem in your industry, this is what you should do. Factor your VAT into your pricing. Don't show it as a separate element on your invoice. So as opposed to telling somebody, the bracelet is 5,000, you tell them the bracelet is 5,250, straight up, right? So the customer is not nitpicking on your pricing, right? They're just telling, they're just giving it, giving it to them straight up. And then as you give it to them directly, you know, that is what the price is. So that's one thing that you must do if your customers push back on VAT. Now that's one. Now another thing you must do is that um, you should you you have to register. By the way, I presume that you know based on all of this conversation, you know as a business by now that you have to register. You know, as a taxpayer with the FIRS, you have to register as a taxpayer with the LIRS. Now, once you're registered with the FIRS you should also sign up to their online portal because when somebody withholds tax from your company, the withholding tax credit note by which you can reclaim that money is going to be sent to your online portal. So you need to be able to log in to check that those people actually made their remittance and then you can download the credit note if you want to. So that's another thing that you have to do. Now, uh, number three thing, which is going to be the final strategy I'm going to chip in, um, because I know I've taken a lot of your time is you need to ensure that the thinking of tax as a cost is present with you as you make your pricing decision. What do I mean by that? So when you're thinking of the pricing of your product, don't just think about what it costs you to make and the extra money you want to add to it. Think about the fact that whatever extra money you are adding to it, whatever is going to be your profit at the end of the day, 30% of it is going to tax, right? 
as 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 a limited liability company. In fact, if your business name, the the money is going to range anywhere between eighteen percent and twenty seven percent of your of your money, right? Uh, that's just rough calculations from my experience. So, my advice would be when you're building your prices, your pricing model, build that thirty percent into your pricing, so that you know that. After all is said and done, I've given the government what they want. I've given my customers the product that they want, and I've gotten the money that I want. Not that I've gotten money that I want, and the government is is, is splitting it in three ways and taking one of it away from me. That's when you begin to feel bad, you know, and you begin to have this, you know, lethargy and apathy towards paying taxes. But once you factor it into your pricing from the beginning, then you are not going to have any problems. Yeah, that's about it. Thank you very much, David Zakeo. This has been very, very helpful, um, both for startups and even for existing businesses. There are um, questions that I intend asking, but um, before I even um, jot the questions down, you, you've already tweeted them. So I, I, I think I think you you did justice to this um, tax to this tax talk today. Thank you very much for coming very on much. the show. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. We appreciate you very much, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Handout Podcast, powered by Magic Illuminations. Don't forget to subscribe using the subscribe button in order to be alerted on new episodes. Thank you.